Craig, first of all, f thanks for talking with us. For a coaching masterclass on clay and, and the art of transitioning to clay and all that that entails, whether it's for the coach, for mm -hmm. the player, and also sort of mentally and, and, and everything. First of all, as a coach, what's the 101 for, uh, you know, the, the fundamentals that you have to get right when your player is just transitioning to okay. clay? So you're, we're transitioning from hard court onto clay and mentally, uh, hard court, you're going to have more first strike points, more I, I get in front of the point with my weapons and I can finish it off quicker. Clay court uh, matches are longer, so mentally you've got you to be more calmer and understand that there's more of a premium on defense and neutral play on clay because a lot of the points when you're ahead on the clay, you don't necessarily win. So that's first and foremost, you have to understand that. So that's the mental side of it. The physical side of it is on hard court, well, these guys are sliding now on hard more than ever, but, but more so on clay, it's the movement. How do you get in and out of corners quicker, sliding and hitting the ball as opposed to hitting a ball and then sliding. And then what happens is you lose court positioning. So. You could say on um, the 101, a hard court, a faster hard court could be just like a boxing match, two guys standing in the middle of the ring swinging, and clay is more of a chess match, more of a dance. Uh, it's, it's more in and out uh, of uh, offense to neutral to defense, which can happen on every point. Let's explore the physical and the mental side of, of that. Physical first, how do you train for that movement on clay? Well, it takes some time. So transitioning from Miami to now Monte Carlo here or even last week was the first clay court week it takes time and you can see the progression of quality of the matches as it builds from week to week week one is kind of fun to watch and everyone's like slipping and sliding all over the place and getting acclimated to what's underneath your feet um, it would be more like playing on running on hard court or running on wood and now you've got to skate and being able to transition uh, doing that and, and although players have done it year in and year out it usually takes a couple weeks for you to feel for for most to feel really comfortable and and not even having to think about movement just more in, in strategy and you'll see this as the clay court season progresses different muscle groups yeah different muscle groups yeah more like sliding in, involves more of the groin uh, more of, of that that part of the um, the body when you get on grass it's more like sitting down so it's more or the glutes uh, and so you've got to be able to tr not only train that but also be ready for that when that season comes and what about the mindset you, you hinted at it um, the grinders love the clay right I mean, but can you can you train a non grinder to be a grinder for four three you know three months of the year well it depends upon who you're with and, and your player um, some some can can switch uh, flip the switch some take a little bit longer and some you you might not want to try to transition them too much on the clay they just play their game um, but every surface when you start with a surface you have to understand what that surface will deal and will be able to give you and if you fight the surface then it, you're going to be fighting yourself and then your patience uh, will, will wear thin and the grinders will get you in terms of players, what makes a great clay quarter? Uh, well, you look at Rafa and there you go. You just have Rafa. Um, no, but uh, 
really there's, there's, you've got to be able to transition from defense to offense and offense to defense um, is, is, the, is the short answer. Uh, guys that you see them playing deeper in the, in the court now and they can put the spin on the ball and they look like they're in a negative position but they can deliver the ball where they're a neutral or swip, uh, flip the switch and go, go to offense very quickly. And you'll watch, when you watch the tennis, watch the court position. You know, when you watch Rafa, he plays way behind the baseline and, he'll hit, and then he'll hit a ball and then he will then quickly establish the middle of the court with the forehand and get on the offense. So for those at home watching, watch the, don't watch the ball, watch the court position of each player and that's what I mean by the chess match. Because he's trying to play quicker points now, isn't he? Well, I mean, basically, well, let's see how he is with his health and, and where he is. But normally, if you look at, like, the prototypical clay quarter back him in his day, I mean, if it was there, he would take it. If it's not there, he would just hit the forehand heavy to get the ball of the strike zone. So now his opponent has to move back, let the ball drop. So he's giving up space and time. And then if he drops it short, Rafa or in the good clay quarters will then be happy to take that time and space and get hit their opponent on on the defense or they'll push him back and hit the drop shot a lot of winners are played in front on clay so it's a completely it's 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 tennis but how they go about it it can, it can be completely different the drop shot must be a, a very important shot to master on clay in particular if players are playing so deep why don't we see more of it well I think you will um, I think you will. Uh, I think the great court, the great clay quarters have that. And like I said, if if you're playing naturally now a meter back behind, further than what you would on hard court, well then that space up in front of the net is open. And and the, to get to that space, I can play the ball high and heavy, push him back. That space is open, or I can play angles and move the player out and so that space over on this side of the court is open whether it be deep short or middle mentally for a player does clay suit some players more than others just simply because of the way they they think the way that they don't maybe they don't like the messiness as much they don't like the bounce they don't like the getting their socks dirty are there players who simply just don't like it i would think that there are some that don't like it as as, as much as others for sure um, you know, players that have been brought up on clay. Uh, that's what they primarily have learned. Uh, and I think it goes back to how you've learned the game and what surface you've learned it on. And that will help. And if you learn something, you feel comfortable when you're, when you're in your adolescence and you move through juniors and you play a lot on it, well, then you're, you're versed in it and you feel comfortable on it. And so there are guys that do well here that are tough draws here that necessarily wouldn't be as tough or a, a favorable draw on the grass. And you know, transitioning from, from clay to grass is another kind of a nightmare in itself. So it depends upon what, what the player's physical weapons are, how they like to think, uh, how they like to play, how they see the court. Do they like to take the ball on the rise? Do they take the ball, let the ball drop and settle? See, all these things uh, are kind of in the, the cooking pot of a player, um, and, and their assets will, will then determine what surface is best for them. I'm pleased you said that, because I did want to come on to the game, and 
specifically how the ball behaves, the, how mm -hmm. the ball bounces right. on clay. T talk to us about that. Well, because the clay is it, it's powdery and granular, so it, it will enhance the topspin. So a player hits a ball with rotation and the ball does this. It's coming over the net like this. And so when it hits the clay, the clay will bite it and, and, and takes it and it will go, it will jump up in a more uh, directly up fashion. And so what happens then is if the ball's getting up on a player quicker, so now they've got a decision to make. Okay, and it, when confronting the ball, meaning taking on the rise, is a little bit more challenging on clay because the bounces aren't as consistent. So if you want to confront a ball and you get a little bit of a bounce that you can get on clay and it jumps up even more or jumps to the side, now I've committed for this strike zone here and it's not there. And then we get into that circle again where I leave a ball in the middle of the court and maybe I don't like running on clay so much you're gonna run and you can't get it out of corners as quickly and so it just accentuates your negative position. Or I wanna let the ball hit, let the ball drop and let settle in so I can adjust to anything. Now I'm backing up a meter, two meters, two and a half meters and I'm playing the ball up. So now I'm not playing for offense, I'm playing for neutral. And you can have that happen six, eight times in a sense, completely different than what you've seen in Miami and in Indian Wells. And conversely, does the same kind of movement happen when you hit a slice on clay? Does the backspin exaggerate more than it might on a hardcore? Well, on a slice, it actually, if you don't hit it well enough, it, it can hit and then, like I said, it comes straight up. So if you don't hit the slice, it actually can get you in trouble because the ball can hit and slow down and just sit up and just say, hit me. Okay, and so you got to be really measured. Well, you see a lot of slices to slow it down. So if I'm behind at a point, I'll get out and I'll, I'll try to slow the play down, hit the site. But the quality of slice has to be high. Otherwise, you're just accentuating your bad position. And then you get into the place where some of the players are hitting with a top spin and a side spin, Rafa probably being one of them. Does that just take things to another level again? Well, again, you've got to make that decision. Do I want to confront the ball or do I want to let the, the, the spin and the court and the ball kind of work itself out and then give me a better, a better ball to hit? But what I do in order to get a better ball to hit, I'm going to give up time and space, which I'm okay with because I have a better quality hit. So it's like, Better quality hit, better quality hit, better quality move in and out, in and out. But then get back to your point with the slice, slice, and then what can you do off a slice? Drop shot. So it's all this give and take. It's like a dance. It's more of a dance. It's more of a, uh, clay is more of a, a neutral to defensive kind of posturing and dancing. We're a fast hard court. It's who can get to the line first. So in terms of trajectory of ball, we're talking about obviously a higher trajectory. Right. Um, for someone who hits a naturally flatter ball, is clay less of an attractive appeal for them? Someone like Daniil Medvedev, who hits a very flat ball. Uh, yeah, but he, I mean, it's also, I think, with Daniil, a mindset too. I think you've got to feel comfortable with it. And again, if you fight any surface, if here is what clay does and here is what it will give you, and you're looking for those and it's not there and you try to fight the surface. And I'm not saying he does. I'm just saying if you do, 
then it's going to make it much more frustrating. You've got to commit to understand what the surface will give you and work your tools and, and your game around what the surface will, will then provide for you. Who do you think is the best placed player at the moment without Rafa to really dominate the clay swing? I'm looking to see how Alcarez, how he did. I mean, he's got the game that I think would be able to adapt quickly. Uh, but there are just a ton of great clay quarters out here and some that maybe aren't household names, but they're really, really good on clay. And I think probably after the six weeks, maybe a few of them will be a household name. I was going to ask you about Alcaraz. Just two final questions on Alcaraz firstly and then on Hubi, because I just want to ask you about your player. Um, with the drop shot that he possesses, being so disguised and so well executed, he, I mean, he's run in Rio already this year, but he seems ideally suited to transition to the clay. Yeah, I think so. Just I'm, I got the uphand, first-hand knowledge of, of him uh, in Miami when Hubie played him in the semis. And, but what he does, with, it's not like the drop shot is on its own, the great shot. What he does is he sets it up. So he will push you back to that back part of the court. He will establish the middle of the court or the front court, and now he has options. And one of the options, and a very good option for him, is the drop shot. And him being so versed on the hard court, he can do it on the hard court, which is a little bit more difficult. I would think he'd be very versed from the clay. So yeah, I would, I'd say he's gonna have 165 drop shot winners by the end of the clay court season. So no, I mean, he, he, it, with his style of game, I would think that he'll, he'll rack up those winners. And what of Hubi? Um, I mean, he's got such a big game and, and hits such a lot of um, swing and, and right. kick and everything. It, it must lend itself. How does it lend itself to the clay? Well, Hubie's going to have to do things uh, a little bit more differently and understand what the clay will give to him. I mean, Hubie primarily is good on very faster courts and grass and, and hard court, but that doesn't mean that he can't be successful on clay. But he's going to take. He's one of those ones that might need a little bit more time, a little bit more understanding on it. Um, and so we're getting we're getting hitting the ground running and getting ready f uh, for him for that. But Hubie likes to take the ball early, so he needs to understand when to confront the ball and in what situations. And how do we use his serve on clay as a weapon and be as effective on hard court or grass, which is a tall task but how do we do that for him and it's not so much i'm just going to hit aces but it's setting up his plus one which is his serve and his first ball because the, the more returns are going to be he's going to see more returns in play on clay than any other surface so then for him to get ready for that and understand that he's got to play within what clay will give him and still hold serve but his hold, holding serve might look a little bit different than than any other time of the year it sounds like you're having to convince him. You were talking about convincing certain players that clay is okay. How do you convince no, a player I when that, they're... I mean, I am an American coach, so and he's a European player. He grew up on clay. Maybe that was a, a verse that I had from the past working with other uh, American players because you know, they're not, they didn't grow up on clay. They don't, un, they don't necessarily understand the nuances as, as, as clearly as they would on a hard court. But that's okay. That's okay. Um, it's just... Everyone needs to learn a little bit, and, and that's, that's fine. Now, he, he understands how to play on clay. It's just, if you don't do it a lot, then you just need to have more reps to get more familiar with it.